Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello from rainy Washington State. This is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Um, if you can hear the rain in the background, it is pouring down. Summer's officially over in Washington State, and it took no time at all to return to fall weather. I like this weather. I have a uh, an air conditioning unit in my the window of the podcast room slash office that um, I think it's got to come out. I think it's going to have to come out. There's as a, as a, a dad, as an older, as an aging white man, I'm uh, very self-conscious about a couple things. One is when I put my air conditioner in. The other one is when I turn on my heat. Another is uh, a third, even though I maybe said a couple before. Another is when I take my air conditioner out. Is it too early? Are we going to have another hot day where I need an air conditioner? Because I will not live as a middle-class white man. I will not live in uncomfortable heat. I won't do it ever again in my life. Um, it's a, I mean, what a, what a fun week or what a fun, uh, weekend I had. Is that even true? I had a show on, uh, on Saturday, I guess I had shows. I had a show on Friday that was fun. It was in Bremerton at this brewery, and it's free admission. But it's it's a brewery that's got those like the big bay doors, and so the the sound travels out onto the street, and it's just wild to to imagine. Like it's so it's this brewery called Dog Days Brewing right next to the Roxy Theater, where there's like works of art occurring at the Roxy theater. And then at dog days brewing, I'm talking about eating ass. There's a, the host is talking about his dick and blowjobs and whatnot. Like, it's just wild to imagine that like Scarlett O'Hara, whoever that lady is, Scarlett O'Hara, whoever she is, maybe she's the wrong person. She might've performed at this other theater at some point. This is the historic Roxy theater. And then right next door to it, Casey McLean is talking about, eating ass and it's just blasting into the street. The entire city of Bremerton is made aware of, of my, <laughs> of my opinions on eating ass. And then on, uh, on, and that, well, the other thing that happened there is there was this, so it's right next to a Navy base. And so Bremerton's, I actually think Bremerton's kind of a cool city. I think if there wasn't a Navy base there, um, by the way, my, my wife's family grew up there. I'm like familiar with Bremerton. I don't, I think that if there was not a Navy base there, we'd be talking about that as like one of the, one of the like 
underappreciated cities because it's got these like beautiful water views. There's some some like nightlife. There's a cool downtown. These like amazing condos and stuff like that. But the fact that people don't want their uh, their daughters fucking soldiers. So I think I think it might uh, it might bring the property value down. I live near a, a military base, also. And it certainly changes the dynamic of how you like, I'm trying to advertise this, uh, this Wednesday show at airport tavern and I haven't cracked the code yet. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure what, uh, what I need to do to make it work, but, um, man, come on out though. This week I will be doing, it's the show is called clean AF. It'll be comedians. Not necessarily doing like squeaky clean material, but we're not going to be swearing and it'll be PG 13 and the, the show's still 21 plus, by the way, you can't get into the bar without being 21 plus. So come on out to it. Um, it'll be a fun time. I think that's true. I think the, I think the bar is 21 plus, uh, October or no, let's talk about my dates. Then I want to talk about my, no, I'll, I'll talk about my show first. I did a show on Saturday at Maltby Pizza in Maltby, Washington, which I'm not, I know it's in Snohomish County, like Woodenville area. And I did 25 minutes with no swearing in preparation for the show. First time in my life I've done that much time on stage with no swearing. And, you know, some people will say like the jokes should be good enough that you don't need to swear. Like Mike Birbiglia famously says, think fuck, don't say it. I want to say it. It's so much, the, the jokes work better. There's like a, an intended harshness sometimes that you lose when you, when you can't swear, when you can't say exactly the thing, the way that you want to say it, you lose some intended harshness. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. Another, another show that was like semi outdoors with my pal, Jess Everett, um, Courtney bird. And then the headliner was Phil Kopsinski. I opened for Phil Kopsinski and he's a guy who's, um, he has a comedy dynamics special coming out next week. Probably a likely future guest of this podcast. If I, if I get off my ass and start getting guests again, I will be. This week at, let's pull up the old calendar, actually. See, this is a, 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 the problem is, this is the problem. It's like a text message is rolling in and I'm trying to not be distracted. I'm trying to give my full attention to you folks. And, uh, I get distracted by these, by these, um, I'm getting distracted from my whole, even what I'm saying right now. I'm no good, everybody. That's the that's what we're getting at. Is I'm no good. Okay. Um, uh, Wednesday, September 29th, I'll be at Airport Tavern. I met Airport Tavern on October 6th and seven and uh, October 7th. I met like the tap or tapped in uh, Muckleteo, Washington. Um, on so every Wednesday, Airport Tavern, and then at the end of October. Oh, so. Uh, October 17th, I'll be in Burien. I'll, I'll post a poster. Send me, um, follow me on Instagram. If you don't already, I'll post a poster up there 
at some point. And then I enter a very busy stretch that's going to be very fun but very taxing on my on my life. So please come out and make it worth my while. Montana. October 27th, I will be in Big Sky. October 28th, Butte, no, Billings. October 29th, Butte, Montana. October 30th, Bozeman, Montana. Closing out the weekend at Last Best Comedy Club. It's this new comedy club that just opened in Bozeman. I'm so excited to be one of the first headliners there. Very exciting. They're, uh, you got to get in early because they'll smarten up. They'll start booking better people. <laughs> and then November 12th through 13th, Lincoln City, Oregon. November 18th through 20th, Appleton, Wisconsin. November 26th through 28th, that will be in Spokane, Washington. And then tentatively, Moses Lake, Washington on December 10th. We'll see. I might be able to... I, I actually think that one's tentative. It's tentative because of the weather. My suspicion is that that'll end up... I will end up being replaced on that gig by a quality Spokane comedian. And then a big one, uh, January 21st, Gabe Rutledge and I are finally trying... We're, we're going to put take one last shot at putting some money towards ads and selling enough tickets to make it worth our while at the North Bend Theater. So come on out for that. Uh, and then if you live in Coeur d'Alene, February 25th, 26th, I will be in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, headlining the Honey Social Club and Eatery. And I'm working on finding some other some other dates around that time. Okay, let's get to it. Past podcast guest uh, Chris Allen was on Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I'm recommending that to you. That was good. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just a good, he's a, he's a military guy. They talk about his uh, time in the military. I had a moment. It's actually probably like a Chris Allen topic. I had a mishap, a minor mishap, but a frustrating mishap. I've been, since I've lived in Tacoma, Washington, I've had two absolute favorite taco trucks. And I do believe, and uh, I, you can't, you cannot take me off of this belief. I do believe that the best Mexican food does come from. It has to have wheels. There have to be wheels. The first place that I loved was called Sonia's Tacos, and it was literally it was a food truck that they had one place where you could order outside, and then they had this building that was not zoned at the time for being a restaurant, and they just cut a hole in the wall of the building and made like a foil enclosure that allowed you to go into the building and also order from the food truck and get your food. Uh, set. You, could, you could sit inside this place and eat, but it wasn't a restaurant because they weren't cooking in there. So I think like the, the health code standards and all that were um, a little, a little more lax. I loved that place. So that was, that's easily my favorite. And then there was this place called Trace Hermanos that I believe that they still have locations around, but the gas station whose parking lot they were leasing a space in, like maybe raised their rent to a point. And I think there's like this, this, so it's a, it's a, not even a gas station. It's a convenience store. 
And first off, I bet you that's hurt the convenience store's business because I know many times I would go to Trace Hermanos, I would order a burrito, and while it was being cooked, I would go to the convenience store and buy beer or a soda or candy or whatever, some other horrible food for me, ice cream. And then you take Trace Hermanos away. I'm not, they, they weren't taking business away from the convenience store by any means. So, yeah, my suspicion is that was a bad business decision by by the convenience store. And so I tried another taco truck. I'm not going to name it. There's not that many around. I'm not going to name the taco truck in Tacoma, Washington. But I had an experience that made me a white man have a very strong opinion on burritos. I went to this taco truck and they have on their menu a wet burrito, a California burrito, and a an asada burrito. Now, I know what a wet burrito is. A wet burrito is when they pour uh, that red. It's kind of it's similar to enchilado sauce. I had an argument online where uh, someone, uh, a buddy of mine, gave me a hard time for not calling it salsa roja, roja, rojo. I don't feel bad about that. First off, uh, as a white man, most of my followers are white. I'm trying to give the most descriptive possible so everyone knows. I did a poll on whether people like this, these wet burritos or not. So I didn't order a wet burrito. I ordered an asada burrito. Does not say on the menu, I don't think. I could be wrong. I could walk by this place and see that it says that, but I does not say, I don't think that it says that it comes with, I call it burrito sauce. Don't tell. Um, actually, it's more like enchilada sauce, but it doesn't say it's on there. And then I open it up and I got this so, this sopping wet burrito. And now this this particular taco stand, I will say, had many other problems. They were, uh, the meat was under seasoned. The, the, uh, the carne asada specifically was under seasoned. The... Uh, tacos El Pastor was like way sweeter than I prefer, and I don't want to be the I don't want to be the one to tell these these folks these fine folks that they are making their own traditional food wrong. <laughs> I'm not gonna be that guy. I just know I'm saying for my taste it was no good, and I was hoping I would find a new a new taco truck that day, and I did not. I found, but my question is, or my my complaint is. Here's what I want. I don't care if it's traditional. I don't care. Give me a goddamn dry burrito. I want a burrito with no sauce on it. And what I want to do, and I think this might be a white guy thing, but I'm not sure. I'm never sure. These are cultural landmines. And it's I'm brave to even talk about this. I want to pour a little bit of hot sauce or salsa into every bite. I like the green. Give me a I don't it can be pretty spicy. I want salt, but I want a heavy dose of cilantro. I want that. I want the earthiness, and I want to pour it into every bite. I don't want your your. Uh, I don't want. I want to be able to pick up a burrito. To me, that is the point of a burrito. I, listen, I'm not. I'm not eating while I drive, but I want to be able to hold it in one hand and scroll my phone with the other hand. And I can't. I, I want to. I want to be able to take bites without looking. And I find that these these wet. And I so I, I did put a poll on Twitter. 
And for a while, wet burritos were holding their own. They were they were leading at points. They were trading the lead back and forth like a like a legendary heavyweight boxing match. And then the good guys, the dry burritos, prevailed. Um. Okay. I think I've reached a point in my life. Wouldn't it be, I should get like some kind of transition music or something like that. I mean, what a, what a hard, what a hard transition we're making. Maybe I should do that. I watch ESPN every morning when my daughter's back in daycare, by the way. Thank you to all the well-wishers out there who did not contact me. Didn't hear a single thing about the, the daycare. That's okay. I, uh. My daughter's back in daycare, which means that I spend a chunk of the morning watching her and trying to watch a little bit of ESPN at the same time. So I watch the Mike Greenberg show, whatever that is, Get Up. And then the Stephen A. Smith show. Is that first take? I think it's first take. And for recently, there was, uh, they had, I mean, ESPN legend Max Kellerman on there, who's been. What was he like? The host of Friday Night Fights. I think he was maybe the original host of Around the Horn. The dude has done a little bit of everything at ESPN, and now he somehow lost his spot next to Stephen A. Smith. And what I've noticed, so he got another show called This Just In. And I haven't read anything into the conflict, but I it's very it's very uh, conspicuous that Stephen A. Smith's show, almost every analyst is, or guest or whatever that they bring on, is uh, black or a minority of some sort. And Stephen A. Smith, by the way, or and, uh, Max Kellerman, who I watched a little bit of his show today, but it's like the it's crusty old white guys. It's the ghost of Chris Mortensen sitting in the desk across from. Uh, across from Max Kellerman. And I don't know if that's why the show <laughs> got split up, but I will say, as I get older, I like Stephen A. Smith so much more than I used to. I used to hate Stephen A. Smith. I put him and Skip Bayless in the same category because they were both annoying on the same show. And I do think that Stephen A. Smith has annoying traits. Every time... Somebody gets busted for weed. He makes an annoying uh, TikTok video, or not TikTok, a Twitter video. But he's so funny. He's so engaging. He's so outlandish and talks so much shit. And I really enjoy it. I'm starting to love Stephen A. Smith. And, I th yeah, I think I'm uh, – It's if – if these shows can't be fully integrated, <laughs> I think that I am I, in the same way that I am converting my family one person at a time to the Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday versus the the uh, other Happy Birthday song that people sing. I think I'm uh, Team Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is the Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday of morning uh, of Monday morning quarterback TV shows. Um, I did, so I did this show in, um, uh, in Maltby and I, 
I worked completely clean. And the headliner did not. And he, I don't even want to talk about it. He had some amazing lines that were uh, unpopular with <laughs> the audience and the, apparently the owner of the room, of the restaurant. Um, Okay. I think I'm actually doing good on time. I'm going to try to get out of here before 30 minutes. I need to shower so that I can go get my hair cut because my pal Taylor Bonzer is getting married this weekend. I'm very excited for him. I'm in the wedding. I'm a groomsman in the wedding. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to his bachelor party at the Washington State Ren Fair, and now the wedding's actually going to happen on Saturday. So, um, I... We're very, so we're very sanctimonious in this country. We're very uh, self-righteous. Uh, did you guys see the ad that PETA put out on Twitter about, It's. I mean, it's basically about not eating meat, but they're just like fingering fruit like, like it's a vagina. I mean, they're true. I mean, not exaggerating. That is exactly what was happening on this ad. I never listened to it with audio. Not allowed to listen to that kind of stuff uh, around my wife. She'd be very upset to know that I, that I consumed that ad hundreds of times. Uh, no, it's, it's truly like an uncomfortable ad. And also I wonder if it, if it passed because it's fruit. I wonder if it is being passed to like all ages of social media it's just, I guess that's a, that's like a thing about, there was a comic in Seattle and they still do comedy, but they did a video about teaching their kids to masturbate in, I just agree, disagree with a lot of par parents and I'm like, um, a pretty liberal guy, but there are certain like things that I think certain progressive people do that I just can't get on board with. And the, this was a, they did a video about how they taught their kids to masturbate at a young age, very young, like well before puberty. And it's one of those things where it's like, people are like, well, what's, what's so wrong about it? There's like this, these are, what, and, and they do this by the way, the I'm, it's the same attitude as people who are justifying celebrating COVID deaths. So like everybody's just on their own team. And I almost went this whole episode without talking about COVID. I almost did it. But like there was a police officer in Washington state who died maybe yesterday after contracting COVID. And listen, I don't want anti-vaxxers to die. And I think that it's, this like pointing to Darwinism thing, like you, if you, you can't want universal health care and then be like, oh, I'm so glad these these anti-vaxxers died. You can't want everyone to be covered. Even like you, universal health care also applies to the people that you disagree with. You want quality of life improvements for those people if you want. 
it doesn't just apply to the people that you agree with. We've got to stop celebrating COVID deaths. And I can't remember how this connects to PETA finger banging kiwi fruit on. Oh, it's the it's the the just justification of this where it's like, well, you know, listen, this is the thing. I think every parent should be able to I think it's fine for individual parents to teach their kids whatever. And I and I'm I know that I would not like teach my daughter to masturbate. That sounds like a fucking wild thing for any parent to do early on in a kid's life to me. Ooh, we got some, you might not be able to hear it, but we got some uh, thunder in the background. We were really, I didn't see any lightning. And I, yeah, I, I think that this like, oh, wow, why is it so bad? What, what, why, why are you so uncomfortable? It's like this, this like shitty child, like we argue like fucking children and it's just accepted. It's expected almost. It's so, we're, we live in such a goddamn embarrassing time to be alive. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Chris Cuomo was accused of sexual harassment. Now, there's a thing to me, and I don't understand the psychology of this because thankfully I've never been sexually harassed. But at some point, it's not like, like we got to get all these fucking stories out. It's kind of like in the early days of COVID, we didn't have enough testing, so... There were almost certainly hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of infections in the United States that went completely undetected. And we don't know who those people are. We don't, I mean, the, the scope of the infection rate is almost certainly larger. And it's probably close to proportionate with the, the difference in excess deaths, like excess deaths in the United States compared to COVID deaths in the United States, which have, the, the band between those has started to narrow, but by percentage anyway, but there, there are certainly thousands, maybe millions of untold harassment stories. But this explains why. Chris Cuomo did not come after his brother. Why CNN doesn't, uh, the moment this becomes like, this is like his brother fucking resigned and CNN was suppressing it or not, not forcing him to comment on it. It's, this is like, it's embarrassing. I mean, and both, both of them are like this. I guess the thing is, is if you see someone being quiet when they should be outspoken, there's probably a fucking reason. Especially this, a guy whose brother, a governor, a political analyst whose brother gets credibly accused of sexual assault, isn't asked to comment on it, even though he was a, you know, a mouthpiece for the campaign like, yes, there's absolutely a conflict of interest, but that doesn't seem to matter early on. It's only when there's a bad thing that happens. 
our media is so fucked. Our our politics are so fucked. They're so intertwined. They're all pro wrestling. It's all garbage. I don't know who you should get your news from. I know it's not me. I'm not saying it's me, but this we are fucked. Um. <laughs> all right. Thank you. I'm gonna end it there. I don't know if this is any good. Please, uh, that should be the 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 tagline of this podcast. Nobody likes Casey McClain. I don't know if this is any good. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please check out thecaseymcclain.com. Um, go to my Instagram and whatever at, at thecaseymcclain. I have links to shows and shit there, so please come out for that. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Tell a friend, tell a loved one, tell a coworker. I will talk to you later.